That rock and roll tune reminds you, you are listening to Nashville's Morning News. Dan Mendes on vacation this week, returns on Monday. You've got Johnny B in his place at 737. And along with me, you've got Mag Moray, also brother Ken Weaver in the newsroom. And yesterday, the Tennessee Senate Judiciary, they heard a substantial number of both good and bad bills on the Second Amendment issue. And for some reason, they didn't quite go the way a lot of gun owners and what my friend John Harris, the executive director of the Tennessee Firearms Association, would have liked to have seen. John joins us this morning. Good morning, John. How are you, my friend? Doing well this morning. Thank you. In spite of uh, what happened yesterday. Oh, yesterday, and, and well, yesterday was the House, and it was almost as bad, but then the Senate was on uh, Tuesday. Right. And so yeah. you, you say that the initial review of these, they killed some good bills, they passed at least one bad one, and they preserved uh, uh, several bad ones for a future hearing from this, from keeping them alive. And wh wh why do you think it went this way? Well, I think part of it is, and we're, we're tracking actually 67 bills this year in the wow. General Assembly in Tennessee that impact Second Amendment, gun rights, hunters, you know, anything in that area, we track it. <clears throat> and, and we see, looking at the composition of the House versus the Senate, that the House, in general, seems to have more uh, legislators in its 99-member caucus that at least understand what the Second Amendment stands for. Yeah, and and they've they are you know pushing this issue because there's a there's a broad number of House members that are running these bills, and if you'll compare that with the Senate, almost all of the bills that I identified on that report that went out this week as good bills. Almost all of them were carried by Senator Joy Hensley. Now, there's a few that were carried by one or two others, but most of them were carried by Senator Hensley. Mm -hmm. And so the Senate has has a reputation, particularly under Lieutenant Governor McNally, of not being very Second Amendment friendly. They are far more deferential to the law enforcement contingencies in the state, and they made it clear in some testimony that they had yesterday in the House that Tennessee's law enforcement environment, law enforcement world, uh, they don't want to see anything other than civilians with handguns. Uh, and they don't like reducing the age bracket, uh, expanding it to include any firearm, which is what 46 other states do. Right. Uh, and and they're just anti-Second Amendment, and they've been that way for a long time. Um, I, I See, I don't understand. See, I, I, I've never understood. It seems like the gun itself has become this negative image for people, and I think the news media has been quite big on this. But every, every Second Amendment supporter I have ever known, any gun owner I've ever known, I can only think of one, and I questioned whether he really had a gun permit or not, the way he handled his firearm. But most, I'm, I'm talking everyone that I've known over the years that is a gun enthusiast, that is a Second Amendment supporter, I would trust them far more than even some in law enforcement, to be quite honest. 
but I don't understand why the gun is getting such a bad image other than I think the media is really starting to play into people's minds that guns are just inherently evil. Well, that's that's true. And, and, and you know, put it into this context. As a nation, like I said, 46 states allow people to carry long arms and they're completely unregulated and you don't have to have a permit there's no it's not a crime you can just do it every state that touches tennessee allows that and has allowed it for a long time tennessee is one of four states that has an absolute prohibition on carrying a long arm in public and um and and then what you go from that is you know most states allow the long arms. And then a majority of states, including Kentucky and North Carolina and others that touched us, have never required a handgun permit as long as the handgun was openly carried. So, you know, my in-laws live in, in Kentucky and I could carry in Kentucky lawfully long before I could carry in Tennessee, wow. my home state. And, 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 and so that's why you actually have this nomenclature that's still around today that's called concealed weapons permit. Because the law, the way it used to be, was that as long as we can see you openly carrying it, that's not a crime, whether it's a handgun or a rifle. But if you want to conceal it so that we can't know that you have it, you need to get a permit for that. And that's where that nomenclature came from. In fact, when I started practicing law, I've been practicing law in Nashville now since 1986. When I became an attorney and started practicing law, Tennessee law said it's a crime to carry a firearm with the intent to go armed. And I'm paraphrasing because it was a longer statute. Mm -hmm. But there was a single exception in it. And the exception was unless you were carrying a military-style handgun openly in your hand. So in the mid-80s in Tennessee, I could walk around lawfully downtown Nashville with a 45 automatic in my hand, and that was okay. But if I wanted to stick it in a holster, I committed a crime. <laughs> gracious. That's crazy. That's it is. Crazy. It is. And, you know, the really frustrating part is, you know, when I started doing this Second Amendment advocacy work, and this is all donated effort for me, uh, was in 95. And, and back then, the Democrats controlled the House, the Senate, and the Office of Governor. And, and we were still able to make progress and move bills in the direction of getting us to being able to exercise the right. But here's the big change that people really need to latch onto and ask, what's going on? In, in the period of time following the Democrat control, the Republicans took control of the of the General Assembly and the Office of Governor in 2010. And the Republicans are the ones that typically campaign at, we're pro-gun, we're pro-Second Amendment, right. we're going to restore your rights. And the fact is, they've done more damage in the last 13 years to Second Amendment rights in Tennessee than they have removing infringements. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we'll get into that. I, I'm going to put you on hold just for a minute because i got to check traffic. But I'd like to ask you about some of the bad bills that they are going to look at, like the one that got through and then the other's going to look at coming up in the future. But right now we got to check the roads from the Paul Winkler WTN Traffic Center. Now, Julia, to wreck over here at 40 West, right at the old Hickory X's. Got things backed up to the county line right now. White House, 65 South Bethel Road, a wreck slowing things down. 
24 here at Omaville and 65 between Franklin and Brentwood. A little bit of slow go. 40 slowing down a little bit here at Old Hickory. And West Trinity Lane at White's Creek Pocket Crash. I'm Jack Womack. Traffic every 10 minutes every morning on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. Thank you, Jack. Going to be a high today of almost 60 with uh, clouds and rain showers this afternoon. Right now we're at 45 degrees and cloudy on Nashville's Music Row. And we are talking to John Harris, the executive director of Tennessee Firearms Association, about uh, some of the, well, some of the bills that got shot down and some that are that are not too grand that we're looking at in the future. John, can you kind of tell us in, 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 a, in a kind of a quick note fashion what to be looking for that is bad that is coming up? Yeah, there's several bills. There's there's a uh, there's a bill by uh, well, there's actually two bills by Senator Lamar, who's from Memphis. One of those would require, you know, we have this permitting system in Tennessee, and then in 2021 they passed a law that has been misclassified as constitutional carry. It's it's really just an affirmative defense to a criminal charge of carrying with intent to go armed. But she's got a bill that says that that permitless carry law would not apply if you were in Davidson or Shelby counties, mm -hmm. which means that someone living in uh, Wilson County, like a couple of, you know, 99.7 toast that I want specifically <laughs> name to protect their identities. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, if, if they drove, to, if, they, if they worked from home, they could, you know, sit there with their holstered pistol, but if they drove to work in Nashville and they were permitless carriers, you know, this bill would say, hey, that's a crime you can carry in 93 counties permitless, but in these two, you can only carry if you have a permit. Well, that's just nuts. You need yeah. to have uniform statewide laws. The other thing that Senator Lamar wants to do is she wants to weaponize the state's health care system and make it uh, an unwilling participant, I would hope, in the gun control debate. She wants to require hospitals to start quantifying what she refers to as gun violence. In my opinion, rather than just what's causing the violence, I don't care if it's with a knife or a gun or a chainsaw, if there's a problem with violence, let's or identify fist. the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's identify what the violence root cause is, as opposed to only being concerned about gun violence. That's always a red flag that someone's on an agenda rather than actually being a public steward. Well, yeah, and, and the thing is, uh, one thing that I've never, because we've talked about school shooting so much, and the gun is always brought up, but one thing that is never brought up, that I've brought up since they started, was why are we not looking? We need to quit looking at the gun. Why are kids all of a sudden going into schools and deciding to shoot them up, shoot other people, and sometimes uh, killing themselves? I have always blamed. I've always blamed pharmaceuticals. I think there's side effects to some of these drugs they're giving kids. I think it's. I think it's actually doing something to the kid's brain that is causing that, but they won't look at that. They'll look at the gun instead of the person. Exactly. And all you got to do, I mean, you know, my undergraduate degree was in sociology over, over at Vandy, a place I don't necessarily embrace strongly these days with <laughs> its either. political agenda. But demographically, if you look at the history of guns in schools, I mean, I came through the school system in Davidson County in the, in the, in the late 60s and 70s. And at that time, it wasn't anything surprising to see people 
students yes. with rifles and shotguns in their trunk windows. You know, I can remember you know dress up day in high school in the in the seventies, walking around with a western holster and a real twenty two caliber pistol, and all I had to do was show the the, the principal that I didn't have any ammo. Exactly. And you also you know, had, in my school in Wichita, Kansas, this was in Sedgwick County, and it was actually a small school in Andover, which was a bedroom community. But you had rifle classes, and they I remember students bringing in their rifles, have them in the classroom. And, and you know, Tennessee, the Tennessee Wildlife Federation, which is a nonprofit, works with TWRA, and they support and provide funding for scholastic shooting. We have that in Tennessee now. But because of political correctness, very few public schools will even participate. And see, that's the whole problem, John, and I think we've hit on it. It's education. Once you, once you know about guns, once you've learned everything about them, once you've learned, because I think any gun owner should go through classes. I think they need to learn how to handle the gun, how to shoot. And that's where it all lies. It's responsibility and it's education. Guns are not evil. People are. And you can't blame someone that is a law-abiding citizen that's trying to protect their home, their property. And it doesn't make any sense to, and it really doesn't make any sense to me why Tennessee Republicans are going this way. That's the big shocker to me. That is, that is the big, well, let me give you an example. When, you know, on behalf of TFA, I was one of the attorneys involved on an amicus brief in the Bruin decision, which is the massive U.S. Supreme Court decision from last June. So I was involved in that, not just a spectator, but literally involved in writing briefs that the court were submitted to the court. And so in the oral argument in November of, of 2021, when the court was considering the case and the attorneys were presenting it, one of the justices asked one of the attorneys representing the interest of the state of New York, can you give us a historical example of a state which has a long history of suppressing the right of its citizens to carry weapons in public? The first state out of the mouth of the attorneys representing the state of New York was the state of Tennessee. Wow. And that's because at least prior to 1801, it has been a crime in Tennessee to carry a gun, quote, with the intent to go armed. Now, your listeners will be surprised by this, I think. Under current law in Tennessee, it's a crime to carry with the intent to go armed. That statute applies without geographic limitation, which means it applies in every corner of the state, on every piece of property, whether public or private, what Tennessee does is say it's a crime, but we're going to create some statutory affirmative defenses that the individual has the opportunity to show to an officer, a DA, or a judge, or a jury to excuse or uh, avoid being committed of the crime. So, so, for example, the most common defenses that are out there are the permit. People think they have a right once they get the permit. No, they don't. They got a statutory defense because an officer can ignore it and charge you anyhow. Good grief. But what people don't realize is there's a, the other defenses are things like you're in your own home. You're on your own property. And so you could literally charge with a crime if you were in your home in possession of a handgun or a rifle and an officer somehow came in 
and made the determination that you were, it wasn't just in storage in your closet, but you had it for intent to go armed. And people don't know that the, the criminal scope of that statute in Tennessee is so broad. But when you realize that law enforcement wants the ability to charge an arrest, and then it's your burden to show that you were justified, it makes more sense because they have broader investigative powers right. than they would if we had a law that said it's just not a crime for a citizen to carry a firearm. And that's why passing real constitutional carry is critical. And I submit that's why the opposition to it from not just law enforcement, but from Bill Lee's administration and from some in-house and Senate leadership is so disappointing. Oh, it is. And I have to say, we have to cut it off here, John. I'm sorry to say so. I could talk to you for two hours. But uh, John, <laughs> John's the executive director of the Tennessee Firearms Association in Tennessee. You can check him out at TennesseeFirearms.com, all one word there. And, uh, John, the best thing they can do is get in touch with their elected officials and make their uh, feelings known, correct? Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, Anybody, the email that I sent you yesterday that outlined in detail all of this stuff. Yes. Anybody can go on our website and for free, you don't have to be a member, sign up and get those emails directly in their own inboxes. I would suggest everybody do so and do it right now because this is scary and it's scary that uh, some of the things you've opened me up to here. Man, if you're if you're if you're a handgun owner or if you if you're just wanting to defend your property, you still don't have a lot of rights, and it's time to change that. John, I appreciate you joining me as always, and uh, have a great day, and thanks so much for enlightening us again.